We are back on Professional Wrestling, the podcast, the home of professional wrestler at Mason Rush 33, Hamilton Pro Wrestling star. I am his manager, Jonathan A. Cohen, author of The Bible 3.0, The Six Commandments of the Chosen Life, which if you want your chosen life to live it, find it, you're going to go on Amazon, you're going to go on Barnes & Noble, and you're going to purchase this book ASAP. A guy I know that has purchased it is my bro and co-host, Jean-Pierre Elcourie, the man with the golden merch. JP, how you doing this week, buddy? <laughs> wonderful. It's another wonderful week to talk wrestling with one of my best friends. So, what do we talk? What do you want to talk about? It's Saturday. <laughs> you know what day it is? It is time to talk about the Undisputed Kingdom. And if we're going to talk about Undisputed Kingdom, because, you know, when you and I are talking, it tends to go to AEW. First and foremost, I was surprised but not surprised because my sources were telling me that Jack Perry was the devil. I think that they went the right way with this. I like Adam Cole as the devil. I like him in Undisputed Kingdom. I think Adam Cole in his career has never been given a better platform. Sorry, WWE, NXT. I think he's looking great as a heel. I'm loving Undisputed Kingdom. Uh, this is working for me on all levels. How do you feel about it? Big fan, man. I was turned on to Adam Cole through NXT under Undisputed Era. I couldn't believe how good they were as a faction. They were one of the best there. Um, they later on, unfortunately, once uh, a few of them had left uh, WWE, they moved to AEW. They tried to do uh, an undisputed group uh, earlier. It just wasn't in the cards for them. It just wasn't working out. Uh, but this new faction, which is actually an old faction of Adam Cole's, but this new faction at AEW, Undisputed Kingdom, is one I'm fully on board with. I love the build-up with the devil. All the people that have issues with uh, MJF make sense. The faction as a whole makes sense. And it's just something that works. And I didn't get why people were so disappointed when it was uh, Adam Cole uh, as, as the devil. I think we just all fell in love with the bromance and didn't want it to end. I get that por- portion and I get being upset guys, but it makes sense. <laughs> I would rather him than just have, you know, jungle Jack come out for some reason. I'll tell you why we're it upset makes- JP. I'll tell you exactly why we're upset because through the undisputed kingdom, we have now lost two sets of vignettes. On the one hand, you had the bromance of better than you, baby, as week after week, you had MJF and Adam Cole going to various outings and building up that bromance. And they were so funny to watch them in the uh, pit ball, them eating the spicy food. It was awesome. And then on the other hand, you had Adam, you had Roderick Strong (laughs) and Neck Strong and him bringing Adam Cole and make him do chores around his house. So we've lost all those vignettes. Thank you very much. Not, but <laughs> while we lost those vignettes, from the wrestling standpoint, uh, watching watching the pairing of Taven with Bennett, I think they look great out there as the uh, ROH yep. champions. I think that was a great call of having them win the, the tag team belts. They look good out there. 
and not having him as the mm-hmm. AW champions, but the Ring of Honor champions, I think is good. Wardlow, it gives him that legitimacy for the big guy and why he was against MJF. Certainly, Roderick Strong, I think, great technical wrestler. Bring him in week, week in and week out. This was a very slow burn. This was really built up for a long time through all yep. these vignettes and all the storylines. And it was fun to watch. And now seeing them solidified as a faction, they've built themselves together. They've had that time to grow and they seem strong except for Wardlow. But other than that, I think this is why we like it at this point. They're, it kind of ran its course. There's always so much more you can do with it. Yeah. And to be honest, I think a lot of us were getting really bored with MJF as the people's champion. It just doesn't feel that authentic. I'm happy with him off TV for a bit. I think that it was overkill with him, and now they can bring him back stronger. In the meantime, this gives other people to shine. And Taven and yeah. Bennett, for example, were nothing more than our truth laughing stocks when they first got there. And now they're seen as a credible tag team. And I think... You know, given those indie guys, the guys that put in the time, they were getting their dues. And credit to Tony Khan and AEW for giving these guys the platform. And they're the ones I want to see most week in, week out. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I'm actually uh, quite the fan of Mike Bennett. I was super excited uh, when he got signed on to WWE. Unfortunately, he wasn't successful there. And then to see him come to AEW, I was concerned that he wasn't going to be a success. And I'm so happy that he's being allowed this opportunity to really shine because he is a phenomenal wrestler. He is really good. Um, so I, I really hope he gets he gets to show the world what he can do on a bigger stage. You know what the secret there is in my estimation? It's no different than the guns. I think that the pairing with his wife, Maria Canellis, I think was holding both of them back. And I think that loses the luster for both of them. I am very happy, first of all, for him to be away and get to be his own man because people were calling him Mr. Maria Canellis, and that's embarrassing. That's right. Now, I forgot about Maria Canellis until she came back last week or the week before that. And seeing Bennett on his own, I think, is way healthier for him. But Canellis, as the heel, she's a great heel manager, and giving her a couple of schlumps and building them up a little bit, and Adam Copeland kind of giving them opportunities – this is where she needs to be, but it elevates his game where he, it, it, this is where he needs to be. I agree with you fully, and this is a great platform for him, and he's shining. You know what? From the vignettes he's done, everything he's been asked to do, I think he's been stellar, a great foot soldier. I think AW is very lucky to have him. And Taven's great. a great actor as well, and he's a great wrestler as well. I, I didn't know as much about him before AEW, and you know what? He's showing his work. They're, they really work well together. I got no complaints on them. I yep. think they're strong. It's the issue I have. I think that they, the one mistake they made with the kingdom goes as follows by saying that Wardlow is going to win the champion, the heavyweight championship belt, and mm-hmm. then he's going to forfeit it to Adam Cole once Adam Cole's healthy and Wardlow giving him that uh, stink eye. I think they're, they're, sho- they're showing their cards too early. I sh- should, should have had Wardlow playing along and being the good foot soldier, should have not brought that up whatsoever. And built it up a bit and then show the dissension. It's because it, I've already seen the cracks. I see where it's going with it. That's my only complaint with it. I hope I'm wrong, but this group is going to lose Wardlow. Do you see the same thing? 100%. The writing's on the wall. I mean, you know what I also didn't like about that reveal is it's just way too close, way too close to 
Killswitch, and Christian. They literally just did the storyline. Right? And, you know, to reveal it on the same night and tell you exactly what they're going to do as they just played it out was almost like what we were just talking about uh, a couple weeks back with WWE and Sami Zayn and R-Truth situation. Where it's like, you just ran this story. Come up with something else. It's really not that difficult. Like, Wardlow is super marketable. He's been one of the best TNT champions uh, in the company. He's got the look. He can do it. And make it a struggle, right? Make it a bit of a struggle for that belt. Or think that it's going to be the, you know, the finger poke of doom. And then have Wardlow go 100% on Cole, right? Why are, why are we playing all the cards out on the table like this? It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make the most sense. To me, in my you know, in, in my opinion, at least Nick Wayne is capitalizing on that relationship <laughs> because where Killswitch lost the product digital son uh, angle, uh, Nick Wayne with Christian Cage, oh, yeah. uh, I love that angle with his mom, and so Mama you see, Wayne. <laughs> it works so well. And this is where it's I'm so thinking, I'm thinking like Warlow would be better off with Christian Cage at this point. It's true. It's uh. He's meant to be like that diesel role in the, you know, in in the yeah. whole DX and like as far He's as Shawn Michaels. Batista. Yeah, that's that's where it's supposed to go. But yeah, they 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 falter too early with it, and I think that they everybody's onto it now, and that's a big big oh, issue. Oh yeah. So I think they need to kind of come full circle with that, and somehow they got to fix it and make Wardlow extremely loyal. So that way, because Wardlow's got to be in there for at least a year before he breaks out. But now it feels like he may be gone any moment. Uh, I will tell you though. I do not see Wardlow winning the heavyweight championship at all. I don't see it happening in the slightest. I think where it's going to go, if we're going to go with this angle, is that he is not going to pull it out and they're going to blame him and kick him out of the group. I think that's where it's going to go with it because it's just not, there's too many other possibilities here. Wardlow ain't your champ. And you know what though? I would love to see him get kicked out of that group because he's a way, way better fit under the Don Callis family. Can you picture Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs as a team, tag team unit? They would just dominate, man. He was such a way better fit for that. And and I love Don. Don comes out and he's just hailed with a bunch of language that we can't repeat on this uh, podcast. But the heat, that's where Wardlow needs to be, man. He needs that heel rub. He needs to go full tilt. I'm, I, I feel bad for him being in uh undisputed kingdom to be honest i think it's just he doesn't look like he's excited to be there i don't think that he's you know fulfilling a role that's needed adam cole is more than able to be a world champion under his own under his own skills right i i think that's a fumble on their part and i feel bad because ultimately Wardlow's career is going to suffer the most out of it that's how I felt about Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara, I loved him in the Don yeah. Callis family. I thought it was such a good fit and he's helping all these guys. And then what happens is Kenny Omega gets injured. They got to pull a, a quick uh, rabbit out of their hat. They're like, oh, let's put him back with Chris Jericho. Yeah. And I think they really screwed Sammy Guevara that way because I think being a heel under Don Callis would have been way healthier for him. So the angle goes like this. Undisputed Kingdom. Where, where's Wardlow? Where's Wardlow? And he's constantly late for meetings. He's constantly late to the locker room. 
and they keep catching him talking to Don Callis. They walk into a restaurant. They see he's in a booth with Don Callis. And eventually, he goes off to the Callis family. I'm liking this because the Alpha, I like him as a singles competitor. I don't like him in a tag mm-hmm. team with, with uh, Hobbs at all. I, I mean, they work well, but I love the idea of Hobbs and Wardlow. Like, that is, oh, yeah. wow. You know, I'd watch that all day, man. That's a sauce that party a and a half. That, that's meat slapping <laughs> together, a thousand percent. That's that's Costco size. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So <clears throat> I can actually see that. I think you've gone on a good angle with this. And I can, yes, Wardlow as a newest addition, because he still fits better as a heel. It's that when he, when he was a face, it was, he was kind of boring. He me. lost it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the Seth Rollins syndrome. When Seth goes full face, the crowd just drops him. And and that's why he now you see Seth, he always rides that in between. You know, he's not fully a face, he's not a heel, and that's how he's been keeping his momentum going. Wardlow, I think, has the same problem where it's they they want him, they want to cheer him, but they don't want him to be lovable. They just want a wrecking ball. That's it. That's all they and need. That's all they want, that's, that's all they need. That's it, right? And he plays the role right. He doesn't have to be the whole face of the company. He just needs to come in, you know, put boots, power bombs, and then walk away. Goldberg type gimmick. That's it. Do we even need another member, a fifth member in there? Or once Adam Cole's healthy, yeah. are, we, are we good with a foursome? I think I'm good with a foursome. Four. Four, four, is, magic number. four is the right number. Four man. horsemen. Yeah. They, not five horsemen. It's not three horsemen. Four horsemen. So four. let's stick with four. So Wardlow, enjoy your time. It's nearing the end. We're going to pause here because I told you who is not going to be the next AEW champion. It is not going to be Wardlow whatsoever. But I am ready to crown the newest champion. But I'm going to have to make him wait one more week. Can you hold on for that much more, JP? Fine. I can do it. All right, folks. Stay tuned because next week we're going to reveal to you who Samoa Joe is going to drop the belt to. And hint, it's not going to be MJF coming back anytime soon. So stay tuned. This is Professional Wrestling, the podcast.